On the Wake Up Radio presents The Hour. You must remember, the enemy has only images and illusions behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and it will break the enemy. The it that you refer to is a powerful weapon. What is life? The story we tell ourselves. And every story needs a beginning. Your imagined suffering makes you lifelike. Lifelike, but not alive. Pain only exists in the mind. It's always imagined. So what's the difference between my pain and yours? Between you and me? To find a solution to a problem whose answer you already know. Sleep. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to our and this is Cindy Ashby. And you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, fucking everything. And so don't forget to sign up for OTWTUBE.com, uncensored free speech platform. We won't tell you what to do. Um, today on the hour... We have the wonderful Mike. Mike, are you there? I am, Cindy. Uh, thank you for having me. Awesome. Very pleasant and wonderful, wonderful evening to you. I know, I know, Mike. It's been forever, Mike. What is what? Tell them your name on IG. Oh, okay, no, I said Oof. tell them it's it's exposing it's exposing Ex- the sky lie. Am I saying? It, yep, yep, exposing the sky lie. I still got that one. I haven't been on the ig for a minute okay okay i'm gonna need it's you to in our, wait i need you to find a clear space to stand or sit that's what i'm that's what i'm trying you were so good before we came on the air with you i go? know it's like you went into the goddamn you went into the goddamn woods <laughs> oh you know what it is you know what it is i just remembered oh you have to do I the consent to, yes yeah if i may yes please. um i would like to announce that we do not consent in our discussion and we rescind any and all contracts unknowingly or unwittingly enter. And so perhaps by doing that now, those who are seen and unseen and are listening and paying attention, maybe they can mind their own business for a while. Okay, okay. Yeah, it did get a little better as you went through it. And once you said whatever, it was like, oh, shit. Damn, he's yeah. done it again. By the way, we've <laughs> been playing Compound Knowledge with uh, Jackson and Mike uh, all day. So pretty much those listening, this is Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's me, Compound Knowledge. Yeah, I didn't, you know, Cindy, like I was saying before we, you know, in our brief discussion before we went on air that, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful and I need to, you know, express it and put it out for the world to know that I'm grateful for that whole experience and grateful to the universe for, you know, putting us in contact because, you know, I often think about the, just the energy and the shape that the, you know, things take in the, in the course of our experience found knowledge is one of those that best to until I can't hold on anymore. <laughs> I totally get it. I told, well, tell me what's been going on with Mike, right? What's What's we miss you. What's going on? Pretty with much, Mike? you know, the, since, since they decided, you know, from that moment, um, things pretty much changed up because I, I, you know, I'm Wait, wait, Mike, you're still being interfered with. That is shit. It so boggles my mind. 
<laughs> no, okay, find what... another place. I want you to lay upside down wherever you are with one leg yeah. out the window. <laughs> Rabbit ears antenna. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on to right, a I'm fucking click cable and the other hand on a penny. I don't know. <laughs> it's, isn't it amazing? And you know the thing is, is it'll stop. It'll stop in I don't know, I don't know, five minutes, couple of minutes. It'll it'll stop, and they'll let us finish up with our our chat. I, you know, but as far as for me, like I say, it's just from the from the moment of the China plague. I don't know if you. Uh, Oh, we could say whatever we want on here. This is not. This is not instant Nazi. This is not YouTube. This is not. You can say whatever you want on here. We just. We just need the frequency to stop fucking with your end and we'd be. Uh, I know. It's so you ridiculous. can say. We, you can say. You can say. Uh, you can say China. You could say like Trump and shit. China. <laughs> he kills. Oh well. Well, the thing is, is that when when they use that, you know. For me, it was plainly obvious the the introduction. It's funny because I, I'm paying more attention to what Judge Judy says. She had a saying that said, "If it's you know," um, she said, "If it doesn't seem right, it's usually not true." And everything since the very beginning of this just didn't seem right. You know what I mean? Something just didn't seem right. And so I kind of went into a, a sort of a protective bubble with me and the family, just kind of monitoring what's going on in current events and things around the world. Um, oh, no, I totally get it. Right. So basically what I wanted to know was what what do you think is the real reason for this whole new world order? And do you have like a reference point to where things these things that you learn through your lifetime here, do you feel like you, well, we don't know everything, right? Cause I was just listening to the last show and you was like, if they know every fucking thing, they don't know anything. Um, what do you, <laughs> what do you feel like? What do you feel like the, 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 what, what's the playbook like for this new world order? We've seen it, but what, what, what's the reason? Like, and what can you pinpoint? Like what would be, is it the Anunnaki? Well, is it Palladians? Yeah, what? for me, that's for me, that's where it all begins and ends, and it's all intertwined as the Anunnaki. You know, because you, when in studying that sort of history to who we are, it opens up like uh, an understanding of our behavior. You know, and you see why we get so territorial, and you see why we get so. Um, protective and you know I see so many other things in it as well but from what I can see and the things that I've learned is I can sort of see the movements of like I used to call it the um, um, the Game of Thrones you know but on the alien scale the Anunnaki Game of Thrones is what we're living and so that television show is a good analogy for what's happening with the council of 12 you know and it's it's the conflict between the uh, the brothers really in those family lineages and their control over the everyday human right because when you think about the way we were created we were created as slaves well then after a certain period of time the slave system didn't work because the humans had matured beyond that point where the slave system was going to be a control system so then they they reestablished a control system through the monetary system you know so they started paying people even though they weren't slaves any longer it's you know you can have your freedom, you can go do whatever you want, but if you come here and we'll pay you to do the same job that you we were forcing you to do, but now we'll pay you, and then you can come to the place where we own everything and you can buy stuff that you think will make your life better. And so that's another form. And so the 
control systems I had to had to sort of mature as the humans matured. And now we're to a point where because of the you know the immediacy of social media, it's transforming the human mind. You know, and it's the that transformation is the next sort of evolution. So they have to they have to try to do something to keep the control because the the energies and the the vibrations that the humans put out, you know, because it's the when when you consider that we live in a third dimension and we live in sort of the physical reality that's limited to that, to those laws of nature, so to speak. When you move beyond those laws of nature into an understanding of what's beyond the physical, well, then you can start to grasp the concept of vibrational entities that sort of live beyond what this, you know, the restrictions and laws of this 3D realm are. So, I mean, it goes way beyond just simply people being dicks to each other, you know. And so you've got the positive and the negative, and the negative entities feed off of negative energy, and the positive energies feed off of, you know, positive. And so right now it's the turn where they're trying to do whatever they can to, you know, establish a new type of control system. And they think that the old ways are going to work. So they're hammering, they're hammering humanity with fear. And if people don't stop to see where the foundations are, you know, because that's the way it's always been, is it's always been ruled through fear. And now people, humanity as, as a group, they're moving to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm tired, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they've like definitely beaten the living crap out of us. And fear is, it, fear is a factor, even though fear doesn't really exist, right? So um, it's uh, one of those man-made things. I wanted to ask you, and we're going to talk about the current, uh, the need for this war. And wh- what do you think this administration is up to? Well, I think in in what we're seeing now is you're seeing elements of the different factions of the the Council of Twelve. Like I I heard a few years ago that um, Enki was residing in the what was the Soviet Union in that geographical territory of you know on Earth, and I'd also heard that. Uh, um, and Lil was actually the one sort of in charge of the the U.S. side of it. There's a, a documentary or a video called um, that's out. It's called the uh, um, the Eagle and the Serpent, and it's sort of one of those kind of docudramas where they go, you know, historically through late things that are happening in our history and it coincides with sort of the the brothers Enlil and Enki and so my own thought on what's happening now is you have those that are following Enlil and the debauchery and they have um, in their their activities were what they thought were going to elicit as much power and control as they could possibly get. And they established themselves in that part of the world in Ukraine. And in that area, they established themselves a sort of a black market kind of under underworld where they could have their public dealings, but then they needed a place where they could do all their, sort of backdoor deals and the the really bad stuff that they do that nobody 
thinks that they're even capable of. But and honestly, I my my gut feeling on this is that there is some genuine validity to the claim of uh, Putin in trying to destroy these bioweapons facilities. I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, if, let's say, for instance, you are, or I am, or any individual is the leader of one of the superpowers on the earth, that being um, Russia, in the sense that their military, you know, just the, the volume of their military. And so now this person, you're in charge of them and you just see a global pandemic, a global plague that completely shut down the world and it wasn't nearly as bad as you know they said it was but then right on your doorstep you've got you know some reports 23 facilities that are either chemical weapons facilities bioweapons facilities uh, and here's one in what I what I heard is that in Ukraine um, now imagine the Swiss the country of Switzerland has famously been neutral in virtually every conflict in human history right and they claim neutrality and they don't want any part of nothing well why is it in this particular occasion that they come out and publicly state that they're supporting the Ukraine and they give them 19 million dollars towards their defense fund or whatever it is so it's like why would they do that and then you find out that as part of Putin's assault on these bioweapons facilities that he comes across a Swiss nanotechnology firm that is developing nanotechnology for Switzerland and he destroys it and now the Swiss, who are famously neutral in everything, you know, now they come along and say, oh, well, we're going to support Ukraine. And so as far as on the on the surface, you know, you have these humans that have developed this, like, you know, this sort of diabolical network. And then you've got sort of that anti-hero who is, you know, who's been completely demonized and vilified in our version of the media you know since we're on this side of it we only get to see this side of it but i learned a long time ago in an uh, incident with my older sister who just recently passed and one thing that i learned is that there's definitely two sides to every story you know so there's um supreme value in sort of validating what you're looking into and a lot of that validation comes from your own gut. Like, you know, in your gut, what's true, what's true. You know what I mean? And so that's why you can, you can hear different stories from so many different areas and so many different sources, but there'll be those ones that strike you as, wait a minute, that, you know what, that makes sense. And so you catch those ones that make sense and you start to follow those. And the ones that make sense to me are the Council of Twelve and their followers in their geographic regions. It's, I feel like there's a, a major shift in the human evolution, or yes, the sort of the, the consciousness, um, and then from just the physical standpoint, you've got a lot of people that you know the people that are in politics and in uh, Washington and these leaders of these governments, they, they rise to these positions because they're willing to do things that most normal people are not willing to do. You know, it's not that they're not capable of it. They're just not willing to do it. Whereas these other people are, and you know, they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of dealings in the Ukraine that if they were made public, you know, they would completely tear open the, tear the curtain down, you know, and you'd see all the inner workings. Mm. 
I, I, I love how you are, you're able to put that together because, you know, when you were saying that, okay, what are we sending that 13 point whatever billion and then, you know, Switzerland comes in. It, it reminds me of the old phrase, you don't pay a prostitute to, uh, to uh, fuck you. You pray you pay her so she could keep her fucking mouth shut and leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. That's you know Yeah. That's exactly it. Well, I mean that's the the actual geopolitical events. Now the thing that's extremely important for people to remember is that you know, there is there is such a thing as um or there is a a body of sort of an agency um, that goes by the name of the Earth Federation. And the Earth Federation is a collaboration between every single nation on this Earth. There's representatives from every nation on Earth that are part of the Earth Federation. And, you know, the thing is, I don't have any, I don't have any documentation. I couldn't remember the videos that, I, you know, I gathered this information from, but, I know it's out there because this is how I learned it. Creation that interacts with the with the um, more than nine hundred civilizations that are throughout the cosmos that you know deal with uh, resources and and things of that nature from planet Earth. And so, when you look at the geopolitical events that are on the news, you know, but you keep in mind that. Every nation on Earth collaborates peacefully within the Earth Federation. It just it highlights the fact that the the stuff you're seeing on the news and the, the distractions and the constant fear and the it tells you that it's all a smokescreen because every one of those nations that are you know the governments are using their citizens to maim and kill and murder each other those same governments have representatives that are working that are working in harmony so those same governments are working in harmony for a greater purpose in some other location you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> when you when you remember that and then you see the stuff going on like i mean they were they've been demonizing russia in our media i mean you think about it for how many years has Putin been demonized as the madman? He's always been demonized as the guy who's, you know, one, one crazy footstep away from pushing the, the nuclear button. And when in reality, the guy has been telling the Americans and NATO for the last seven years, look, <laughs> I don't want any... No NATO expansion on Ukraine. I don't want that on my doorstep. That's the one thing that will will trigger everything. And instead of this administration and Zelensky just coming out and saying, hey, you know what? It's cool. We're not going to do NATO on your doorstep. Don't Don't worry about it. You know, we're just talking to them. We're just being friendly. They're not going to be, you know, they're going to be neutral. Okay cool well instead of doing that you know they keep making references like uh like uh what's her name uh vice president you know she said something about uh there she's going to stand with ukraine and defend all of our nato allies i mean using ukraine and nato in the same sentence in a speech to virtually the world because these idiots are the ones that are put front and center. You know, the thing that it fires me up is the idea that people are just sitting back and letting this happen. And, you know, they often ask, well, what can I do? And it's the thing that you can do is you can call your senators, you can call the White House, you can call, you can go on your social media and you can actually call it for what it is. You know, that these morons, that you don't consent to these morons behaving this way, 
and putting our, you know, children in harm's way because of some, you know, backdoor deal that they did and they want to keep hidden. So now they're willing to sacrifice millions so the people don't see what's going on in the game. You know, but if we just demand that, you know, we don't consent, I mean, that's the biggest thing is we got to make sure that they know that we don't consent. I mean, we, we shouldn't be allowing this to happen. And we are the vast majority. You know, I think I heard one statistic that there's 85 million gun owners in this country. That's like out of a, a group of 370 million. So that's what, you know, uh, almost 25%. Almost 25% of this nation are gun owners. Yeah, so they're willing to, they're willing to, it's, it's easy to assume that those who have purchased the firearms are willing to use them in the course of their defense. You know, it's reasonable to think that because most people who, uh, take one, you know, they go to shoot with certain things in mind, and that's the, like the targets and the silhouettes that they use. And so the reason I the reason I mention that is because it shows the empowerment of the people. You know, we collectively as a group, you know, none of us. Well, I shouldn't say none of us because I myself believe that we, you know start out as the eternal spirit that we are and we decide to play the role that we're in right now and you know there's such thing as is ad-libbing to the script you know we don't have to uh, succumb to their demands you know because these people won a popularity contest or stole a popularity contest you know when these politicians are elected to the positions they're in they don't just suddenly receive the wisdom of the ancients. You know, they're still the same freaking morons they were when they won their last popularity contest. And when, and when I say that, it's because if you were to investigate virtually any one of them that takes that profession and have been in, by comparison, successful in that endeavor, well, you'll find that that you know nearly 100% of them are just corrupt and you know <laughs> well well you know uh someone has sent me a a question they what they were con- wanted to know what you thought this is so off script but what do you think about crypto uh actually i don't know anything about crypto um and it's mainly due to uh, mainly due to a sense that I'm unsure of exactly how it works, and uh, as of yet, I haven't taken the time to actually, you know, learn how it's supposed to work, and so I'm confused by it, and so because I don't have the the time to dedicate to it from a sense of trying to learn how to how to use it you know but as far as like the the application of it you know i'm i'm still of the mindset of of um sort of trading in uh, well it may sound corny but kind of trading in in goodwill so to speak for instance i'm i had a uh, uh, an issue with my truck where, you know, I had to replace the engine on it and the shop that the truck was at, they needed a bunch of work done on the shop, a bunch of electrical work that was like, you know, 20 feet in the air. And so, so I traded my time fixing the electrical problems as they traded for, you know, the engine and getting the engine changed. And, you know, so, for myself, the economic system 
that works best for me is sort of that trade for trade kind of deal. Um, the thing that concerns me with the whole digital and crypto and is exactly what happened in Canada, you know, with the, just like with the GoFundMes and all that, where, you know, they were at very short notice, were able to just kind of step in and lock everything down. You know, I mean, that was $18 million that should have gone to those truckers in Canada. And I think that would have done wonders for the type of resistance they were able to put up against, you know, the, the, I hate to say the word tyranny because it's used so much anymore, but the, you know, the behaviors and the attitudes and what was perpetrated against those people, you know, if they had that $18 million, I think they would have been a lot better off in, in organizing a, a more proper, uh, defense so to speak but you know that's how easy they can do it with the digital stuff they can you know, they can just shut it down yeah it's very it's very like scary if you think about it i yeah i got a little bit of coins ain't really doing anything but honestly uh the word crypto means hidden the word occult means hidden whoop de do draw what you want from that conclusion right and so yeah, right. it's it's just uh it's like the federal the federal government right how they wave a wand and they go to their ledger and it's like 3.2 trillion dollars and the deficit is it's it's the kind of wiki wacky math that you'll never understand yep. that you would fail if you did it um <laughs> yeah exactly you know? so uh what i wanted to ask you was what are your thoughts on chemical warfare well, I mean, as somebody who, while in the military, was exposed, perhaps, to uh, radioactive material, you know, myself personally, I don't think chemicals should be used in that way. However, I know the psychopaths behind everything are willing to do anything. You know, I was talking to my son the other night because he asked me about what you know what is the real danger with nuclear weapons and as I explained to him I told him the real danger with the nuclear weapons is that there are people who want exactly what those weapons are capable of so there's people out there that are that are willing to use those chemicals. They're willing to uh, use the nukes. They're willing to use the biological agents because they're they really do just want to see what happens, you know. And so, as far as the the use of chemical weapons, I mean. I think that any country or any group of people that uses them, it's, you know, it, it pretty much should be an automatic death penalty, you know, but I would consider the same thing with what happened in Wuhan and the release of the, you know, the Delta or the COVID or whatever the fuck it was again. But the, the idea that there are people like the, the, you know, we talk about the chemical facilities and that's really, it's kind of prevalent with what's happening in Ukraine because we're being told that those facilities are ex-Soviet era uh, bioweapons and chemical labs and things of that nature. And supposedly in 2005, the American uh, government was supposed to do Soviet era uh, facilities and you know that's 17 years ago and those facilities are still up and running and now they're telling us that they're they're you know they're storage facilities for uh, storing and housing different pathogens but then we find out that they're actually conducting experiments with these pathogens so now we find out that 
there are, uh, I think it was 23 or 32, 23, I think, uh, bioweapons and chemical, um, chemical facilities. And the idea that these people are still allowed to maintain these kind of facilities, it, it boggles my mind that people would be capable of doing that. Like I would have thought that we'd have been beyond that part of it. Like, like I would have thought that after Vietnam with agent orange and, you know, um, I would have, a part of me would have thought that, you know, we, we would have grown beyond that as just as humans, you know, especially after four years with Trump with no, you know, no wars and so I mean I would have thought that we would have moved beyond the idea that we need to chemically assail our enemies in order to create the most devastation you know I mean it's the I just see people and humanity just moving beyond the need for I mean war is obsolete you know when you really think about it and you can do you can do so create so much more devastation through digital means and through uh, you know social means and through monetary means you can create so much more devastation for a country than to you know physically drop bombs and shoot bullets Right, right. What, what, what? Before you, while you're here, let me. Uh, someone has sent me a message asking a question. They, is, even though you don't know crypto, do you have any ideologies on how does, how does Mike think the metaverse will impact society? Well, you know that's a good one. I've I've thought about that because I know that um, a friend of mine was sent, was sending me uh, articles and such about. Um, avatars that were being developed and the the actual AI metaverse, you know, the digital verse. And, you know, I thought about that. And, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think what we're looking at is potentially like a, a Hunger Games kind of scenario where you have the, you know, the, the technocrats or the, the techno elite that are living behind walls and then those who are outside of that technical realm, you know, living in the, the, I don't want to say open wilderness, but, you know, not that it would necessarily be, you know, like a, like the Hollywood version of a nuclear wasteland, but, you know, it's just, I think that uh, you're going to have people who are outside of that sort of, interface with technology you know because that's really um after seeing what's happened with the vaccine and how polarizing that was as far as people understanding what is what is at stake as far as the physical possession of a person you know or the the genetic makeup that that determines that particular person because the uh, Supreme Court ruled that if that the human genome could be patented if um, uh, a certain percentage of it was synthetically created, even if that synthetic creation matches a naturally occurring sequence, so long as it can be man-made and attached to the DNA, then that DNA can then be patented. And so the, I think it's, if it's 20% of the, the genome, I think has to be synthetic and then it can be patented. And then according to like Black's Law Dictionary and um, some of the admiralty laws, you know, they consider, um, um, Oh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay, because you were on to some shit. That's why they want you. While you're, while you're trying to remember that, uh, something I noticed, uh, 
I don't really get to watch a lot of TV, right? And so uh, my daughter was watching, like, she likes Vampire Diaries and stuff. She's all fucking teenager, so yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And <laughs> she's watching this episode where they are, their their soul and their mind is trapped in a Phoenix Stone. While they're in the Phoenix Stone, because I think of that as that metaverse, right? You going yep. into that virtual reality while they're right. in there, the subconscious of everything that has ever gone wrong in your life, you're reliving, you're trying to redo. And but what happens yep. when they pull you out of it is you see remnants all around you like a schizophrenic bipolar motherfucker. And yep. you don't know what reality is and you don't know what real is. And if you think about how uh, our spirit, our soul works, right? Uh, uh, Elder once told me we say 144,000 light workers, but what if I told you you only get 144,000 times to come back over and over again? And when you get to that last time, they shred your fucking soul. You're defective because mm-hmm. you can't figure this shit out. <laughs> Henceforth, you know, your metaverse. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. I can, I can see where that comes. Now, myself personally, I, I see the eternal. And, you know, so you have the eternal spirit within. And that's, I think, where it's going to, where it's going to delineate because people are going to end up to where that eternal spirit within, they won't be able to distinguish that between that and what's in that VR because they've got the, they're, that's the the articles that my friend was sending me was about the you know actually building avatars that you can you can use an avatar and actually interact in VR completely and you can actually live a real life where you can you know you can actually earn money and pay your bills and that money that you're earning within that reality that VR is applicable to your quote-unquote real world. And so you can actually, through the VR, go to the energy companies and pay your energy bill. You can send a rent check through, you know, and you're doing this through your avatar, and that's the uh, that sort of representation of who you are that you're putting out there and... I mean, I can see that as where people shrink further and further and further away from each other into isolation and then interacting only through that metaverse. But that's where I think I found it. That's where the Supreme Court, when they ruled that human the human genome could be patented, and in Black's Law and other admiralty laws, a patent is... Uh, deemed as ownership it's considered ownership Um, that's why certain companies when they get a patent on something they're they have exclusive rights to it until the patent runs out and then everybody can or until they, they don't renew the patent so that patent will determine ownership and so now everybody who took that vax is now synthetic because they used the mRNA, the messenger RNA, which is something that's called immunoprophylaxis through gene transfer, and it's called IGT, um, immunoprophylaxis through gene transfer. And what it is, a scientist inject a synthetic piece of uh, RNA through a vaccine, which actually alters the genetic makeup of the host, which can be passed on to offspring. So they can make a genetic alteration in a human being right now that that genetic alteration can be permanently passed on to offspring and down the bloodline, you know, their immediate offspring and beyond. And so now what you're, what you're going to have is, you know, you've got, you saw it on all the, the social medias, the TikToks and all that, the pure bloods, you know, hashtag pure bloods for instead of being called an anti-vaxxer, they're pure bloods. Well, I mean, myself personally, I'll stand up and I'll say, fuck you, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I don't fucking believe in any one of them. And I think it's just poison to the fucking person. But that's because I have a vaccine-injured child. So I'll tell them all to fuck off on a vaccine. 
and I'll stand up proudly as an anti-vaxxer. I don't give a fuck who calls me that. But, <laughs> pardon. Um, no, I love the, it. I love it. <laughs> well, the idea that, you know, now this distinguishment or the, the distinguishing characteristic uh, as to whether or not somebody is, uh, you know, a, a caring and empathetic soul to another and now that standard is whether or not you're willing to have your your DNA genetically altered to some other state that you don't know what it is. And now you've you've actually and this is something else that I've I've heard is that by taking the vaccine and altering the DNA that is through the IGT is created this uh, synthetic um, sequence of the DNA that has now been modified. So that person, according to the legal definition, is no longer human because they're part synthetic. So they are no longer considered a human, at which point they no longer have human rights. So this is something else that I've heard that, you know, by, by doing some of these things that they're, they're manipulating the legal side of it in order to, um, that's a way of giving consent. That's why it's so important that we don't consent because by, by taking the vaccine and after they came out and announced that it's a, you know, it's an MRNA, it's a new technology, it's never been tested, you know, it's never been done before. It's still in the testing phase. It's been given emergency use authorization. And, you know, so they came out and told everybody that, look, this is something brand new. It's going to alter your DNA. And we don't know exactly what the long-term effects are. So, but you have to take it. And if you don't take it, you're going to lose your job and your house and your car and everything. And your kids are going to be taken away and you're going to get divorced and you're going to die. And it's like, you know, it's like, wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. I keep hearing Judge Judy in the back of my head that if it doesn't sound right, it's usually not true. So, okay, let me get this straight. So you want me to knowingly submit to an injection of a material that is synthetic and knowing that the Supreme Court has ruled that if I'm synthetic, then... I can be patented and knowing that patents mean ownership and knowing that I'm no longer a human. Okay. So one, you want me to submit to that. All right. And then two, you want me to submit to it again. And then you want me to do it again. And then you're going to tell me the only way that I am an empathetic, loving human being is that I'm doing that to help my neighbor. So I have to get another one. And then I have to get all of my kids, three or four of them. And then I have to go around and knock door to door to make sure all my neighbors get three or four of them. It's like, the, to me, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Something's not right. It just don't make sense. Forgive and, me. You sound like a, mm-hmm. a, a the never-ending Jehovah Witness, yeah? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Peace unto my people, right? No diss. But, yeah. 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 No, when you were saying that, I, I was trying to remember how much it was, and someone had said, you know, the metaverse can make up to, you can make up to $5 trillion in this metaverse. And I goes, huh, interesting. But it actually brought me back to a memory where, I don't know if you remember Colonel, uh, Colonel Curtis B. Dahl, he was the uh, step, he was the step, was he the, the, the father? His father-in-law was Roosevelt, and he wrote the book, Five Trillion Dollar Secret. And that Five Trillion Dollar Secret talked about how Israel wanted to, you know, not Israel, why the Jews wanted to move to Israel, because it was a Five Trillion Dollar Secret. Well, the secret is the fucking Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is not dead. It's alive. It makes makeup and it makes tires and metals. And, you know, you can do something with iridium and it helps with, uh, uh, name it, it makes it. 
you know, it, yeah. it, there's something to it, uh, to the point. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you was about the fact, because you were talking about the pandemic and the, and the shots and the being jabbed and the all that mm-hmm. shit vaccine. I wanted to know, has the pandemic changed your views on humanity itself? No, for me, I still see the... I still see the the wonder in people, you know, it's, I see, but I look at the little things, like I'll give you an example, right? I've, I've, myself and my family, right from the very beginning, we haven't participated in any of it, right? We haven't participated in the social distancing. We haven't participated in the stay at home. We haven't participated in wear your mask. We haven't participated in the vaccine. We haven't participated in any of it. Right. We've just lived our life normally as we would go. And I'm a contractor. So I was in Home Depot one one day and it was a Saturday. And of course, Home Depot on a Saturday is when you have a lot of the, the DIYers, you know, doing it themselves. And there was one distinct memory that I've taken from it. And it's it's actually been a a ray of sunshine in some of the darker or what's supposed to be some of the darker times during this whole pandemic. But I was walking around and this was, you know, I don't want to say early on, but it was, it was at the height of the mask hysteria, you know, where you couldn't turn left or right without, you know, four or five masks in your face. And so I'm walking through home Depot and I never wore a mask and, you know, in fact, I even went so far as to get my uh, concealed pistol license because I don't wear a mask. And I was actually somewhat concerned at one point that people were going to react in such a way that would endanger me based on uh, sort of a mass sort of hysteria hypnosis, right? But so I actually got my, you know, I have my concealed pistols. I don't wear a mask. I'm going in Home Depot. Everybody that I look at, all, the, all I can see is their eyeballs. I can't see their nose or their mouth or nothing. And so I'm walking through, and it's a particularly busy day. And I just happen to see there's a family, a mom, a dad, and a little one. You know, had to be maybe maybe two or three, if that. You know, I would, I would guess probably around two with no mask on. And I could just read in this little baby's face, the, the lack of understanding as to what happened to everybody's face. You know what I mean? It's like, I could see it in her eyes where she was just confused about what happened to everybody's face. Because when I walked up and she looked at me and she could see my face and I saw the change in hers. You know what I mean? I saw the, the light click on in her eyes. And they went from, I mean, she just, her eyes immediately brightened up and sparkled. And she got a, a smile from ear to fucking ear. And, you know, I mean, anybody who's had kids and has been around little ones like that, when they get excited and they start bouncing and jumping and, you know, and I knew right then and there that I would never put on a mask that I wasn't like in dire need of, you know what I mean? Like if I had to do, I had to take my daughter to the emergency room during the pandemic. So I put on a mask to get her into the hospital. You know what I mean? I, uh, my sister passed away last June. So in order to get to her room, I didn't, you know, I I put on a mask. So there were times where admittedly, you know, I put one on going against every fiber of my being. However, I didn't do the, you know, if it wasn't really something for somebody else, then I didn't do it. You know what I mean? And to see this little, this little baby's face and the way it lit up just at seeing the, the, just the body language and the the contact, the facial expressions and just seeing that and seeing her reaction, it gave me hope. It's like, you know what? This is that right there is exactly why I will be the only motherfucker in Meyer 
with no mask on when there's probably 150 people in the store and not one person is going to fucking say anything to me, you know, because that little girl and the way that she lit up when she saw somebody's face, I mean, it was really kind of surreal just because I knew, I knew in my gut and my heart of heart, I knew exactly what was going on with her. She was so confused as to why she couldn't see anybody's face. And then she saw mine and it was, and I was just like, dude, that's why I don't wear a fucking mask. Oh, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie with you. When I go to Costco, I kind of bank on, I notice they they normally like chase people around and ask, well, it, now the mandate's been lifted for now. But they normally chase people around and tell them, hey, excuse me, sir, sir, you have to put on your mask. Yeah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Yeah. Sir. But I think, honestly, it's it's an ugly thing. And when I say an ugly thing, I think about the Twilight Zone. Uh, Twilight Zone, it's called Eyes in the Be- I The Beauty, beauty is, in, is eye, in the Eye of the Beholder. beholder. Yeah, I believe it was, was one of them. Yep. season uh, season two, episode six. You know, she came out, she looked normal, but everybody had pig faces. Oh, yep. You know, that type of thing where um, I've never been hunted down in store. So I, I often love to go to Costco when everybody's masked up and their children are like rebellious and the five year old yep. running around and me and the five year old, which is I'm, I'm round. I'm getting my shit. No one says shit to me. And I yep. see people You're- smiling, you know, people are smiling and some people give me dirty looks, but I'm okay because I'm breathing because that shit yeah, exactly. stops oxygen to your fucking brain. How can you Dude, get- that's- Come when on. I, when I, first when they first announced this plant this this plague or whatever when they first announced the shit going on like i mentioned i got a i got a vaccine injured kid so the first thing i did was i started verifying exactly what they were talking about you know i tried to do as much as i could immediately like okay what the fuck do i need to do to make sure my kid is safe you know because i took the tact that at the beginning, I'm going to believe, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So they're telling me that there's some fucking wicked shit out there. All right. I better make sure that I'm not just walking along and I fall face first into it. You know, so I started doing the research on it and, you know, I've still got seven studies in my phone that I kept the documents of these studies that show that masks are, are so much more detrimental and uh, there's a, a German biostatistician. Is um, I think his name was uh, Dr. Witkowski. I think it is or, or Witkowski. I think is. Uh, but uh, he was on the high wire with Del Bigtree, and uh, they um, he was on the high wire, and they talked about what was happening as far as the dynamics with you know, the, um, the mask and the, the lockdowns and the, the whole, the whole strata of everything that they did in response. And Dr. Vitkovsky through his, uh, through that interview, he revealed that he's like, look, I did the, you know, I did all of the, the mathematics on it, ran all the potentials. And he said, if they would have just let it run its course, it would have taken two weeks and we'd have been done. You know, you might've had some shit going on. And then I think Dell asked him about masks and what, what happens. And, you know, he started to explain how, how such a small amount of loss of oxygen can be so devastating in internally for people. And so my kid who's vaccine injured, I was like, no, I'm checking out everything and I'm listening and, Dude, we didn't mask for a no-no, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's one of the reasons my kids are homeschooled now is because they're demanding masks in schools. And my my middle boy, you know, he's he's 12 going on 13, or 13, and it's like he's at that age where he's got to interact socially, but with all the shit that they're doing, you know, that they've got people... They've got people so twisted up in their their fear and confusion that they don't listen to their own intuition. They don't listen to their own gut. You know, like I can't tell you how many people I've heard when I say, dude, why are you doing that? And they say, oh, well, I know it's not good for me, but I just don't want to cause any trouble. 
I don't want to make any waves. And it's like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you know that it's detrimental to you, you're going to do it because you're going to, you're going to go with the, with the rest of the dodo birds and you're going to fucking go walking off the cliff because everybody else is doing it. And you don't want to cause any waves. It's like, sorry, no, I'm, I'm causing waves, you know, because I'm going to be, even though I don't, you know, I don't do all the hashtags and everything. I do like the idea of, of, you know, the pure blood, the hashtag pure blood, because it's, and it's not, thing is, I don't, I'm not trying to disparage anybody who took the vaccine. It's just that because we all make decisions that we make based on the input and the, you know, that particular feel for whatever reason we make the decision that we make, you know, and we should always stand by that decision. And so for whatever reason, you know, people may have needed to get the vaccine, even though they knew it was against their better judgment, they may have had to do it in order to preserve some, you know, sort of way of life that they become accustomed. And, you know, it's a little easier for me to deny it because I'm self-employed and I don't have to worry about that same sort of decision, you know, so maybe it's a little easier for me to deny it, but the, the idea that in the, damn it, I did it again, Cindy, man, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? We were halfway through. And so and I'm going to ask you to come back again. We're going to do this again. We're going to do another hour. I didn't get to do rapid fire with you, but it was such an amazing conversation. Mike, how how can anybody find you? Uh, are you interested in them reaching out to you on Facebook? Maybe an email? If the, you, you get what I'm saying. And I mean, the fact that you do electrical work, right? This is an amazing trade. So I, I don't know if you want to give any information or next time you come back, you want to talk about that. So I would love well, I mean, to have you back. You know, the thing is that it's, and that's one of the things with like Instagram and, and Facebook and that is it. I feel like if somebody were to send me a message, I feel obligated to make sure I respond to everybody who takes the time to, you know, reach out to me. And, and that's part of, sort of what happens with like Instagram that I find myself, you know, responding to comments and conversations and having these amazing, wonderful conversations. And it almost gets to the point where it's, it takes up too much time, you know, to where I can't dedicate the time that I want to. And so like you were saying that, you know, that to me, it's an honor to have been, you know, asked to come and talk and I would, I would love to do this again. Uh, whatever you want. And you just call me up, say, yo, you're on. <laughs> I know. Cause I, I get, I get the honor of having your number. So that's right. <laughs> I'm yeah. Grateful. So, you know, you, I do really, I do really appreciate the birthday wishes. I, I, I have to always, I, I, I am a lover of birthdays of solar returns and, um, we're honored to be here in our meat suit yet another year again. And so, you know, sometimes yep. you just pay homage to the fact that, Hey Mike, you're still here. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I love it. It's, you know, I tell you it's, it's, and it's strange because, well, it's not strange to me and I'm sure you, you understand, but you know, it's this, that synchronicity that, you know, whenever, whenever you're, you know, you're heavy on my mind, it's like invariably within, you know, within a very short amount of time, <laughs> there's some type of interaction. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Mind you, I've been meaning to text you for like four days before I actually text you. And then you was like, Oh my God, I thought about that four days before, you know, I was going to send yeah, it. Yeah, that was, send it. it was, well, see what happens with me is a lot of times I'll get, uh, I don't want to say distracted, but I'll end up where I'm, I my focus has to be on something else. And when I get that way for an extended period of time, sometimes I, I forget to return to something I may have thought about. And like, I thought about just sending you a text. So, you know, it was one of those, it was one of those days where you just have this urge or you're just compelled to just like send out just random texts to friends in your phone book. You know what I mean? Like, you know what, I haven't talked to them in a while. I'll just say, hey, what's up? Just letting you know, thinking of you, you know. 
all right, have a great day. Just that kind of thing, you know? And then I look and I'm like, dude, this was like, <laughs> this so is got, I don't scary, even, right? I, I don't yeah. even have to pick up the phone anymore, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. But nonetheless, you've been on an hour. This is Cindy Ashby. This is the hour. I thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, Listen online on the wake up radio.com 24 7 podcast radio, all that shit we do. Um, uh, sign up for otwtube.com. We've got our own, uh, we, we're not YouTube, we, we can do whatever we want. And it was telling us now we're on our own servers, more than one. Um, it's a growing community, we'll get there. It is what it is. Uh, um, listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud. Apple Podcast. We're on everything. Basically everything until they tell us, no, fuck you, bitch, you can't. But other than that, we got our own. So I'm not even worried about that. And I want to thank you, brother. And we're out. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Let on the wake up play. Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah. Let on the wake up play. Why do I need to? How to sign up for OTWT? Type in OTWT in your browser. It will bring up the home page. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email, select a username, and then enter a good, secure password. Now you're at the home page, click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.